it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. What's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's ebook for free at stockmarketpdf.com. I love this podcast because it crushes your dreams of getting rich quick. They actually got me into reading stats for anything. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Led by Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern. Step-by-step premium investing guidance for beginners. Your path to financial freedom starts now. Starts now. All right, folks, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. Tonight, we have a special guest with us. Tonight, we have Chris Granger, who is the servant leader at FMG Financial Hope. And he's here to talk to us about kind of a wide range of topics. And it's going to be a really interesting conversation. So I'm looking forward to hearing what Chris has to say. And I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Andrew and Chris, and we can go ahead and get started. Yeah, Chris, uh, thanks for coming on. And I feel relatable backstory from conversations we've had before and you do some pretty cool stuff within the personal finance world so can you tell us first what got you interested in personal finance yeah for sure i mean i got started because i made a lot of mistakes right i mean just like everybody else so many mistakes uh with debt and credit cards and so i just really got started a couple of years ago just and listening to a podcast. I just got turned on to, to Ramsey's podcast and started listening to that on a pretty regular basis. And next thing I know, I had all the books and I, and I had signed up for the uh, financial coach master training and, and did all that. And then I guess the summer of 2020, we actually, we lost our, our daughter and we said, okay, this is a really good time. It was an emotional time. And we said, you know what, I'm going to dive into this and kind of try to make it a ministry to help people with personal finances. And avoid some of the mistakes that I make because heaven knows I made plenty of them. And uh, so we started FMG Financial Hope and uh, through blogs and coaching and things like that have been really been able to connect with a lot of people and help them on their journeys and, and just teach them things that it's just not taught in school. You know, and it's a shame that it's not. And uh, so I've just had a, a lot of fun with that, working with, with young people primarily and just helping them, you know, learn personal finance and to, to make themselves better. Wow. Yeah. Sorry to hear about that. It's great that you're taking what you're dealt and kind of moving forward with positivity. Would mm-hmm. you mind showing us one of the mistakes maybe that you made? Hopefully one of the ones that were a little more painful so we can learn from them and, and try not to do it ourselves. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of mistakes I've made had to do with four wheels. <laughs> I, I'm a car and a truck guy. So, uh, you know, it doesn't take long on a car lot, you know, when you're like me and you get that you know, you just relish that new car smell. Oh, it smells so good. 
Uh, and then until 30 or 45 days later, and, you know, and those bills start coming in, you know, and then I've, I'm the type of guy I've gone through vehicles. And my wife will tell you, I've gone through vehicles like most people go through T-shirts. You know, it, it, it was <laughs> it was really bad. So you just have negative equity on top of negative equity and just keep rolling into it because, you know, salespeople, you know, no matter what you're buying, cars or, or computers, whatever, they're they're trained to sell and they will find a way to finance you, uh, you know, and never worry. I never worried about uh what I was actually paying. What I worried about was what was the payment? I just need to know how much I got to pay you every month so I can drive this really cool truck. And that was really, if I look back across just my life in general, that's what's robbed me so much of, 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 you know, just out of my pocket of being able to build wealth. And that's what I'm trying to help people understand. It's, it's about building wealth and it's a slow road, but if you're intentional, you can get there. So, I mean, I, I go straight to car lots when I start thinking through mistakes because I, that's where I see people making a lot of big ones. Yeah, as a as somebody who worked in the banking industry for a while, I saw that first firsthand. I saw so many people come to my desk that had fallen into the exact same trap that you're talking about that had built up so much debt that they just they just didn't know how they could get out of it. They didn't feel like that there was a way out. And in some cases, I think it probably felt pretty hopeless for, for some people. I think what you're talking about, it really should help illustrate that there is hope that you can dig out of this, that there are ways to work around, you know, solving these problems and right. you're not destined to suffer just because you made a bad decision or two or three and you can come out of it. So I guess what are some steps that you've found that could help people kind of get past, you know, the car problem, you know, or credit card or houses or whatever it may be that, that people dig themselves into? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the first thing I try to do is I, I paint a picture for them and I usually put them in a boat and said, okay, you're in a boat and it's taking on water, you know, some people will have the natural inclination to just grab a bucket and start pouring the water out, right? But the water's still going in. And I, I really, so when I was listening to your podcast out the gate, I was like, you know, that's what I'm thinking of. People start investing too early. If they have this big debt, you know, that's holding them back, whatever they're making on their investments on the back end, it's never going to outpace that debt. So I try to teach people, let's plug the boat up first. Let's, let's get the water, keep the water outside. And then, we can sail off to, you know, to, to where we want to start investing and growing wealth. And it's very simple for me. When I start with with with, with people and, and try to help them, I'm starting with the budget. And I really want to understand, first of all, do they know what a budget is? <laughs> you know, and do they actually have any idea of where their money's going each month? And you'd be surprised how many people don't, you know, and, and, and I've taught classes in the past where, Asked that question and we came back a week later and a lady found that she had been getting overdraft fees every month for three years mm -hmm. wow. and, and went back to the bank and said, you know, I, I was getting this. I didn't realize my account needed to have this level. We got her $1,500 credit right then. And it's just because she never looked right. I think people, they get in autopilot. They don't think about their budget. You know, do you know how much you spend in gas right now for this month? Do you know much you spend in food or fast food? Until you can answer those questions confidently, you're not going to really be in a good position financially to grow the wealth and to make the, the smart investment choices that, that you and Andrew teach because you got to get control. So that's always rule number one, starts with the budget 
And then from there, uh, I try to let people know, too, I'm not talking about just people, you know, lower income. This is all the way up to six figures. Mm-hmm. I've seen because, pe- you know, the, the whole rap song, more money, more problems. It's true. <laughs> you know? Because think about it, your lifestyle changes. You know, your expenses change as you increase your, your income throughout your career, typically. And I've seen, you know, multi six figure incomes living paycheck to paycheck. It's very common. And it's, and to me, it's very sad. I want, you know, you would think at that point when that's a touchdown, you, when you're starting to make that much money, but if you, if you don't put some boundaries around and really understand where your income's going, oh man, there's no way to gain control. So the budget is definitely where you start with. Yeah, I would agree with that. Andrew, what are your thoughts? So you can see it play out. You know, you get a promotion, you get that raise, and then you want to upgrade the car. You want to add a night out every week, and then it becomes ingrained. And when and it's very painful to cut back from that. And so if you can, if you can cut that off at a certain point, then to your point, then you can start to make progress instead of having the water come into your boat. Right. Now, I know I'm sure there's some people who get like hives at the B word. So is there any, like, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm a spreadsheet guy, so I, I don't mind the budget thing at all. But is there any thing that you've seen that kind of helps people maybe achieve some of the thing, same things a budget might without having to get super into the weeds? Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money. Not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. 
Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. For sure. I, I think it really comes down to four areas that I try to teach people. You know, if you're not the numbers person, you know, I'm an engineer. I think, Andrew, you have the engineering background, too. So we love spreadsheets and we can dig that all day long. But that's not everybody. So I take people to four areas, giving, saving, spending and investing. And if you think about those four areas with your income, you know, and how you want to start building wealth, you can very simply just put some percentages around those four buckets and just say, you know what? I have a giving bucket, a saving bucket, a spending bucket, and an investment bucket every month. And this is the percentages I want to put in those. Okay. And then you, then you need to adjust your expenses and your outgoings to match those. Now I'm really big on the giving part. You know, that may not be as important to other people, but you know, rein in what that spending looks like, what the savings needs to be. And then what the bucket that that your listeners are probably most interested in, the investment bucket. Now I, I love to put money in an investment bucket, but that looks different for different people depending on the season you're at in life. You know, an investment for People that I'm coaching that are maybe going coming out of high school, early college, early in their career, that investment bucket may be themselves in education, you know, and then the investment bucket may be retirement. And then we may get to non-traditional retirement, like your non-IRA type accounts and things like that. Uh, but it really just varies on where you're at. But just putting some parameters, I think some some general percentages and you define those percentages as a person. Uh, that that may be a way if you don't want to get down to the to the in the weeds of a budget to to really get there. That makes sense. Can you speak some more on? You know, you mentioned you talk to kids who are younger, maybe in high school. So, like a particular example, or can you walk us through what a conversation like that might look like? And I yeah. know you do this financial coaching, and I've heard from you how you know, that conversation can turn and become really helpful for people. So can you give an example of that? For sure. And a couple jump right out. You know, one one jumps out of a young man I was coaching and going to the University of South Carolina. He was really excited. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a mechanical engineer. And my first question out the gate was, that's great. Why do you want to be a mechanical engineer? And he couldn't answer it. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You're, you're getting ready to spend thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 to be a mechanical engineer. And you don't know why? Well, they they make good money. Okay, well, there are a lot of people who can make a lot of good money, and they don't have to be mechanical engineers, right? So it went through a line of questioning with him, and we actually landed on he wanted to be uh, more in design for games, graphic designs. I'm like, well, that's not mechanical engineer. So what we did, we I said, all right, let's start studying these these game design companies, and we got together on a Zoom call and. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to connect you with someone in that industry. Now, I'm not in that industry, so it was a stretch for me. But through social media, you know, particularly LinkedIn now, uh, I was able to connect him with a couple of executives within that within that community, if you will. And they they sent him an email. They answered his questions. I think one of them actually invited him on a phone call. And it's led to opportunities to actually shadow and just have conversations. Right. And that's the biggest thing I'm trying to get people to think about. Just have those conversations with where you want to go in your career, because that's going to dictate a lot of your income and your ability to build wealth. So, you know, that was a really it just stood out to me so much of like, okay, 
you're going down this path. And, and his parents talked to me afterwards. They're like, you know, one hour, you fixed a, a correction that we've been working on for six months. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> it's not because they're bad parents, but sometimes the parents have a different voice than a third party coming in with, with a little authority, a different perspective. And it just, that was, to me, that one stood out. And then the most recent, it was a gentleman, he's in manufacturing and he wants to go to, to the HVAC world. He wants to work with his hands and be an HVAC. So just after coaching him through the process of, okay, what questions do you need to ask? How do you go through a career change? You know, what's that going to do to your income? And we started with the budget, you know, really understanding his numbers. Okay, if, you, you, if you're here, if you're at a higher level here now, know you have to step back. What will we need to tighten up in our budget to make that work? And you know what? When he's making that transition now, he's got a path. He's got a plan. Uh, that takes a lot of stress away. And, you know, he's going into it with the right mindset. And I think that's the biggest thing because money is the biggest stressor. You know, if you look at the causes of divorce, it's extremely high. I mean, that stress, if, if you can get control of your finances, it just brings so much peace to your life. And, and think about the, think about how much better those gentlemen feel after talking to you about the careers that they're going to go down the path because most of us spend more of us spend our life at work or doing what we work and how many of us actually enjoy what we do. And, you know, think about that young man that's going to go into to gaming and, and design. He's going to love that. And that's going to be something that he's going to enjoy outside of the money that he could make doing that. Just the, the joy he'll have in his life that'll spill over to other aspects of his life. And mm-hmm. those are important things to think about beyond just the money. You know, the, the pointing out, you know, why, why do you want to be a mechanical engineer? Well, cause they make good money. Well, like you said, there's lots of opportunities out there where you can make a lot of good money doing things, but you know, you walk into a situation where you absolutely hate it. I, I've known people in my life that have worked in jobs that made six figures and absolutely hated every second of it. Just mm-hmm. dreaded going to work every single day. And I didn't make that much money, but I enjoyed what I was doing. I enjoy what I do now. And that's what's more important, I think, than, than money. So I think that I applaud you for having those conversations with those people because that's, that's so helpful and it, it's you know, unfortunately missing sometimes. Absolutely. And, you know, the gentleman, the most recent one who wanted to shift to, from manufacturing to HVAC, when we actually took it to a math problem, that brought him to peace at that point. He, he's like, okay, I, you know, I can hear it in his voice. I can do this. And the coach, from a coaching standpoint, that's great. You know, when you, when you get somebody there, but I guess the hardest part when I think about coaching for me too is not everybody listens. So just think about, I correlate it to football coaches. You know, we're in the middle of football season. You know, you can have the best design offense, know, how, know what the defense is going to do. When that blitz is coming, you know what audible to call. But you're, if you're a coach, you're not on the field. <laughs> you know, you're relying on your players to take that and, and to run that play. So same thing with finances. You know, so I coach people. But at the end of the day, we can lay out a wonderful personal finance plan that maps it out, you know, A, B, C, D. But if you don't execute it, it doesn't do you any good. So I, I'm trying to teach myself not to get frustrated when it doesn't exactly happen the way that I've laid it out because it's the human nature, right? Is that so much a human problem than it is like a math problem a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to give one example, if you make six, seven figures, but you're miserable, you know, you're spending your off time, spending a bunch of money trying to make yourself 
feel better before you go back to your miserable job again. Mm-hmm. It's it could be a vicious cycle. And so, you know, are there any behavioral things that you found works well or mindset things that helps kind of either on the increased income side or reduce expenses side? I don't want to call it like a hack because that sounds yep. so I don't, <laughs> it, it just you know, I don't like that word, but something along those lines. You're all over. I mean, for for me, a lot of it comes down to it's a word that your listeners may cut me off at this point. I hope that doesn't happen, but it's called contentment and and being content with where you're at and understanding, you know, the problem is with keeping up with the Joneses a lot of times is that is that the Joneses are broke, you know, (laughs) and and you got to you got to just understand where you're at and be comfortable with where you're at and then make those adjustments. You know, for me, it was immediate when, when we decided to make the shift and I can, I can just speak to what happened with my life and with my family was we sold our cars, we eliminated our credit card debt and we were really intentional that six months that we had to really, I mean, you're going from a brand new vehicle to something that's 12 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. But I had the title to that 12 year old car and then the next car was eight years old, but we have a title to that now too. There's no debt coming in. So we're sitting here where, you know, you, there's a monthly mortgage. I mean, we have the mortgage payment, but outside of a mortgage, it's just your regular bills. That has brought so much peace. And not to mention the next part of behind the budget is the emergency fund, right? You know, so, if, so if I try to help people get over the mindset that they can't do it, you lay out the budget like we have, and then you start talking about the emergency fund, you know, because that's going to bring you a little bit of peace tonight too, because I can tell you, I, I can't explain how much better you sleep when you don't have bill collectors calling. You don't have those bills coming in every month. And you, you're telling your dollars what to do. That brings a sense of peace that just can't come anywhere else. And that's what I try to, I guess, the hope, the inspiration. And then a lot of that comes down to contentment. You know, you got to understand it. You know, you're right here right now, but you may not always going to be here. You know, there's going to be you know, that pot of gold in the rainbow, if you will, uh, we'll get there. But as you guys teach, if you're looking for the the over the night 50% return on this investment, I'm the guy who says the best business book of all time is the, tur- the turtle and the hare. I mean, that's <laughs> it. The slow steady, right? I mean, you steadily work there and you get there. And if I can get people to that mentality, and I tell you how I had two, two young guys that, that I was coaching and actually was able to connect this story from, from personal finances because we went running. And, and, I, and I run, but they're a lot younger than me. So uh, I was like, all right, guys, we're just going to take off. If you want me to set a pace, I will, or you can go. And they're like, we got this. We're gone. So we, and we were going to run a 5K. And about halfway, I noticed they were out front. They were leaving us, just gone. They were laughing. I could hear them. And I yelled out halfway. So we turned around. And about a quarter mile past that halfway point, me and the gentleman I was running with, we were catching those young guys. And when we got to the finish line, it was about five minutes. They pulled, they come running in after us. <laughs> and uh, so I set them down at the table. I was like, you know, I brought up the, the tortoise and the hare story. And I said, guys, this, that is personal finance. You just got a real life example of personal finance. Am I better? Or am I in better shape than you? No. But I have more experience. And if you want to learn personal finance, you need to really, first of all, slow down, understand where you're putting your money, make sure you're listening to people that you trust and that have that experience, that have that wisdom, and then 
then make a plan and stick with it. But don't expect that you're going to be able to just have this immediate massive return overnight because, you know, if you if you look at uh, Instagram and YouTube and those types of things, yeah, they have that. But you never see the behind the scenes. All you see is the beautiful mountaintop. So it, it's tough on the younger generation I mean, because that's all they see is the how easy it should be. And, you know, you don't have to work for it. And I'm trying to bring people back to reality to know you do have to work for it. But at the end of the day, if you do and you're intentional, there's so much to be gained, you know, and, and you'll be in control. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think. The social media does them no favors because, like you said, they don't see these overnight successes that have been working at it for five years right. and doing all these things. And all of a sudden they burst on the scene and then people think that, you know, that's an overnight success. Yes, there are certainly of course, there's anomalies where there are people like that, mm-hmm. but I think a vast majority of people like that have been grinding away at it for a long period of time. And they've had other failures along that path. And I mean, I think about the life of Abraham Lincoln. The guy had, he had a hard life. Even before he became the president of the United States, he failed multiple times running for Senate, running for Congress, trying to become a lawyer. Uh, he had to teach himself how to read. He lost first woman he loved, uh, spurned him for someone else. He got married and that woman died. So he had a lot of heartache in his life, but he never gave up and he just kept grinding away and grinding away. And now he's remembered as probably arguably the best president the United States has ever had and one of the greatest leaders in the history of the world. So long story short, it's a proof of how continuing to do what you need to do to get to where you want to go. But I think going back to what you said, having a plan, understanding what it is that you want to do. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was driven. He wanted to be a lawyer. He wanted to learn. He had an insatiable need to get better. And he only worried about himself. And I think that's one of the things when you talk about contentment, I think about those kinds of ideas of thinking about, it's all about how I can improve. You know, I can't compare myself to Andrew or you or anybody else Mm -hmm. because I'm not walking your shoes and I'm not walking your path. I have to worry about how I can do and how I can be better because, you know, God has gifted me with whatever talents I have and I have to use those to the best of my ability and I can't control, you know, how smart Andrew is. It's out of my control. (laughs) That's not personal. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he blows us all out the water. So I, I, get I know, it. I know he's a smart, he's a smart dude. He's gracious enough to humble us with his presence, but yeah, he's, he's a smart dude. So, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, I hear what you're saying and I really think those are kinds of ideas that really need to be, I wish they were spread more than some of the Instagram stuff does, but that's yeah. a whole other conversation. You got that right. Yeah. And one thing though, not to all, I don't want to just poop on social media because there is one way that people, even the young people can use it. You know, I like to think if I'm a, a young, say, say I'm, I'm in college interested in business or I'm interested in engineering, you know, stick with engineering because I know that pretty good. I really encourage people, first of all, find a mentor, you know, find someone that, that can help you that really cares about, you know, your path and then start reaching out. You know, there, there, I have found, through I host a, a podcast, an industrial podcast myself. I found people like helping people and people like being asked, you know, their opinion and about their journey and, and for advice. And if it's, you know, if it's an alignment, for instance, in engineering or graphic design or whatever you may, may be, the best thing you could do is just have a conversation. I feel like that's gone away so much where we just text, we email, there's, you know, we'll watch a video on something, but do we actually talk to anybody? And so that's been my biggest coaching to these guys that I've been working with is like, 
great that we've connected on email and that you have a connection. Make a phone call. I really want them to know you as a person. And then that's going to just put you in a better position to move forward. I think most people now are getting used to getting on Zoom. Yeah. So you could see some sort of resurgence of that becoming a normal thing now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And people being more open to it when you when you do reach out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Are there any other, I guess, huge benefits that somebody might not think comes with having a third-party perspective, like a financial coach or you know, career mentor or whatever that looks like? I mean, the, the biggest thing, I guess, maybe you could just explain the process real quick on what on how coaching works. Because some people, the biggest thing I've found is people just don't, when they say like financial coach, what in the heck is that, right? I mean, because it sounds kind of like I need to be making $500,000 a year to have a financial coach. No, this is not what we're talking about. You know, the process that I really work is, first of all, I want to just understand where the people are. Just understand their situation. And really understand, like ask a lot of questions. So it almost feels like an interrogation when, when I first start coaching. And it's because I really just want to understand what you are and, and where you're at and what are some of your some of your goals? Where are you trying to go? What are we trying to accomplish here? But I can't do that until I get the facts. And then after I get the facts and I know where we want to go, that's where the, the sausage happens, right? Where That's where we're making it all together. Okay, we're going to design a plan. And it's going to be different for everyone depending on where they're at, what those goals are. And then the biggest thing that a coach needs to do, it's, it's great. I can put this wonderful plan in front of you, but if I can't get you excited and pumped up and ready to go out there and run through that wall and, you know, just go do this, then I didn't do my job. So it's, it, I call it just creating hope, you know, so that financial hope, that's where that comes in is, all right, I'm going to understand. I'm going to get your goals. We're going to put a really killer plan together together. But then I'm going to give you some hope that you can do this. And that just comes through, you know, through that one on one, you know, listening to how they how they talk and, and try to really bring the information, first of all, in a way that they can understand that relates and that's going to help them. And then just you'll see it. You'll see the aha moment when, when OK, I can do this right that. Oh, man. And they get so excited. And that's when, you know, you've done your job as a coach. So I think if, for the listeners out there. If you're making, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, there's an opportunity there to even improve your position moving forward at those rates versus, you know, the hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar earners. You know, so don't put yourself in a box. There's an opportunity for sure uh, working with the right coach that actually cares about you to to be successful. So how can people reach out if they're interested in your services as a coach or learning more about everything you got going on? Yeah, I mean, basically for us, we have a, a website, FMG Financial Hope, and uh, it was, that's the easiest way. I, there's a place right there on the website that you can actually schedule. I always start with just a free call, and I think a lot of coaches do that. You know, so you want to find a coach that's willing to, you know, talk with you and answer some initial questions. So usually that's a 15, 20-minute phone call. Coaching sessions are usually about an hour. Uh, there's usually a little homework that needs to be done up front just so we can make the most of the time and things like that. So once you've done the homework and we've had that session, usually we're, we're only coaching, depending on, on where the person is, two, three, four sessions usually gets you on a path. Then you you roll on. And it may be a couple of years before you would need to come back. But it's not a uh, it's not therapy, right? So it's it's not where you need to be there every month. Uh, you know, or, or weekly or things like that. It, it really is completely custom tailored because at the end of the day, I'm just trying to help clients get to where they need to be. And 
introduce some ideas they probably hadn't thought about, challenge them in some areas that's going to really not always be fun. But if we're still, if we're all getting alignment on where we want to go, then we'll get there. We just got, we got to get an alignment on where we want to go. And, and you know what? It's been very eye opening uh, working with so many people on these, on these different areas and, um, and just getting people to understand, first of all, like I said, where their money goes and then ultimately get them to where they can listen to the investment for beginners podcast and know, you know, where to put that money at. Cause I love the, the philosophy, the way you guys are teaching people. I just want them to be ready for that. Right. And then once we get them there, I'm going to point them straight to, to Andrew and Dave, like, all right, do what those guys say from <laughs> when, you, when you're ready to make those investments. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, all right, Chris. Well, thank you very, very much for taking the time to come talk to us today. That was great stuff. You laid a lot of great things out. And I really like the philosophy and what you're really trying to do to help people because that's what we're all here for is to help people. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. You guys go out there and invest with a margin of safety, emphasis on the safety. Have a great week. I'll talk to you all next week. We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 